to keep their hopes for a college football playoff alive, who is a win on Sunday more important for, LSU or Florida State? You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thank you for making Locked on LSU your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check us out on YouTube in addition to your preferred podcast platform. My name is Caroline Fenton, and I am your host, as I am every single day. Check me out on Twitter at CarolineFenton1 or the podcast at Locked on LSU. Today's edition of Locked on LSU is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. Well, we're only a few days away from LSU taking on Florida State in Orlando on Sunday, opening the season with a top 10 matchup. So who better to bring in to break the game down than Brian Smith? You know him as Locked On's official recruiting insider, but he also is Locked On's host of Locked On Knowles. So Brian Smith will join us, and we will break down LSU at Florida State. And joining Locked On LSU now is the Locked On Network's official recruiting insider, Brian Smith. But we're not talking recruiting today, because not only are you a recruiting insider, you're just a Florida football insider. We've all... <laughs> You've forgotten more about Florida football, you know, Florida State football, the Gators, high school football in Florida than any of us know. So bringing you in because we are just over one week away from LSU taking on Florida State and what I think could be the game of the year. It should be a really good matchup because both teams have experienced quarterbacks, experienced staffs, very veteran offensive line for both teams. Like this is going to be fun. And it's in a neutral site, so there's all kinds of little nuances to it. It's in Orlando, my neck of the woods. Caroline, this is good stuff. I like it. It's got to be a good game. And looking at the week one schedule, we need a good matchup. Like, yeah, there wasn't much, was there? <laughs> contending team. I, mean, I think the second best game of the weekend just might be Virginia-Tennessee. And that's not yes. going to be a good game. So that's it's saying something <laughs> about the week one slate. Yeah. But the, the biggest news that came out about this matchup uh, came out on Wednesday. Wilson Alexander of The Athletic broke this news that Mason Smith, LSU defensive tackle, has been suspended for the first game of the season by the NCAA. Impermissible benefits, says the NCAA. Mason Smith, former wide receiver, Kayshawn Booty, both signed autographs in an organized event by an LSU booster. And there's two sides to this. One, the NCAA side of things, and then two, where the LSU defense goes from here. So I want to look at first your initial reaction of the news and the NCAA's decision to bring this one game suspension down two years removed from the, uh, the alleged autograph signing. Well, first off it's two years back. And second, he missed all but like one or two series last year. Cause he got hurt in the Florida state game last year. Right. The kid rehab missed a whole lot of football. Yeah. I mean, if he, if he missed a year and he had to rehab, we're good. You could find LSU or do something else, but like, it's kind of ignorant to me. And I know he got, he got some support from ESPN because they blasted the NCAA. 
this is hilarious too, because it, it doesn't really matter. Everybody's getting NIL money all over the place anyway. Right. I don't know. What's the point of the NCAA using Mason Smith here? That's my curiosity because we all know like in, kids getting 500 K in NIL is no big deal. And it's upfront cheating money and they're ignoring it. Yet they go pick on one random kid at LSU. I think it's, and this is what I touched on yesterday in my episode when I first heard of the news, was that it seems like this and so many of the other little petty things, the petty little punishments that the NCAA has put on these athletes is just a last-ditch effort to remind everyone that, hey, we're here. Like, we're just trying to stay relevant as a an excuse of a governing body over college athletics. And look, what Mason Smith did, it was against the rules. It was. It just seems like such a weak way for the NCAA to flex their fist and affect players in a negative way instead of trying to add value and be advocates for student athletes. That's what I really think the core of the NCAA's job is, is to be advocates for athletes instead of trying to just pick on individual players. And it's it's a shame. This is very similar to our national politics where they throw fireballs at each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm The last situation with LSU prior to this didn't go real well with how it went down with the last coaching staff. The NCAA wasn't happy with how it handled. I think it's an extension of that. Yeah. And it's petty. Petty. That's very petty. Again, Mason Smith is, you know, 20 years old or whatever. Mm-hmm. Give, give me a break. Yeah. Come on. I'd rather see Mason Smith play. Did not. I even did a podcast that on my show. A lot of mm-hmm. Florida State fans got mad at me because I wasn't just talking about Florida State. But in my opinion, he's the most physically gifted guy in the stadium, but he's going to be standing next to Brian Kelly. That's ridiculous. It it absolutely is ridiculous. And the fact that the NCAA is, is a governing body with no checks and balances. That's the is, problem. That it, They can do whatever they want and nobody can you know raise their hand and say, wait, is this fair? Like, like, is this just because it just feels like you, you know, you close your eyes and you point to the, uh, a player or a, a, a program and you just come up with whatever punishment that you think is is right at the time. And I just think that the NCAA has has gone over, you know, their jurisdiction at this point. And it's it's unfortunate that Mason Smith is going to have to be on the receiving end of that, but that also leaves a completely separate part of the story of where does the LSU defense, where does the LSU defensive line go from here? And Brian, just from my understanding, this Florida state offensive line is going to be solid. Well, they have one of the most unique stats in the history of college football. According to Phil Steele, they have more returning starts on one unit than any unit he's ever seen in any year for any team, 204. Wow. I've never even heard of a number like that. And he, I, if Phil hasn't, I'm good. Yeah, uh, right. I, I'm is. not going to double check. Like, I got <laughs> If, if he's you. even close, I think we're in pretty good shape. And, like, I was looking at some of the different players and different things for, like, LSU and all that. And they got a lot of talent up front. It's not like, you know, they got Gillery and they got McKay, they, the Wingo. They got plenty of players. But yeah. there's one Mason Smith. Right. I don't do a podcast about a player ever but he changes every single thing you do in terms of your scheme and your play call. Mm-hmm. You cannot put one guy on Mason and feel good on third and seven. He's the rarest of the rare because he's 320. Mm-hmm. They can break down and chase a running back. That's why he's got a chance to go in the top, th- you know, 
30 picks conservatively. Some people think top 10. That changes the entire game. And it's really unfortunate that he's not going to play. But like you said, they have no checks and balances. So it is what it is. And that's what I said is I hate saying it is what it is because that feels just like lazy almost, but it is that when you, when it comes to the NCAA, we all have to throw our hands up and say, okay, fine. You've spoken and there's nothing that we can do about it. Yeah. But, I'm, I'm sorry, but that's probably been the case my entire life too, yeah, by the way. Exactly. And even in an era where the NCAA feels like it's as insignificant and unnecessary as it ever has been, and they're still doing things like this. I mean, it's a shame. And for two teams that came into this game yep. so evenly matched, it's a huge blow to this LSU defensive line. I thought it was going to be this team's greatest strength, if not one of its one of its greatest strengths, now losing one of its top playmakers. But like I said, we're going into this game with two teams that are incredibly evenly matched. So I want to know. I'm going to make my case as to why this game is more important for LSU Brian will make his case as to why this game is more important for Florida State, and we'll get into that coming up next. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, and you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. So that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. And I think the best thing about LinkedIn Jobs is it is so easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. No need to go through a very complicated system or a complicated process that takes a long time and it's super expensive. No, LinkedIn Jobs has got you covered. Just go to LinkedIn and then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and hire. And the best part about it is that you're going to find the right team member that can have a great impact on your team. As we all know, you know, you if you love your job, you probably love the people that you work with too. It's so important to find the right people that are going to help your help your team that are going to help your business. And it's why small businesses ranked LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That is linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. College football season is here, and this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Live each Friday. Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. So find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. Well, thanks again for making Locked On LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Plus, you can also check us out on YouTube as well. And hey, the two-part Ultimate College Football Preview is live on Locked On SEC. Myself, the host of Locked On Bulldogs, Alabama, and Tennessee all broke down the contenders of the SEC. So that's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I was having this discussion yesterday 
for which team is this LSU-Florida State matchup, this game, more important? Which which team has more of a sense of urgency to win this game? Brian, I will give you the floor to give your case on why it's bigger for Florida State. Two reasons. Number one, they're not in the SEC with as many marquee games, at least perceptionally. And number two, until last year, Florida State had had like four straight years of losing. I mean, LSU won the 2019 national title while Florida State had a losing record. Mm -hmm. They're just not as relevant in general. They need to take advantage of this. They got Jordan Travis, all those offensive linemen. They got three very talented wide receivers that are all NFL potential players. They got Jordan Burrs, or, you know, they just got a lot of guys, but they're all juniors and seniors. This is a very small window. Mm -hmm. You better hit it. And on top of that, if they lose to LSU, they got to play at Death Valley again, but this time in Clemson. And then even if they win that, they're probably going to play them again in the ACC title game. So winning against the top teams hard twice mm -hmm. in the same year. But if they split and they lost to LSU, they'd have two losses. They're not making the playoff. Right. They got to beat LSU. That's the tough thing is both of these teams go into the season, but Florida State and LSU go in with college football playoff expectations. 100%. Both top 10 teams in the country, both returning quarterbacks that have some Heisman buzz. And that's what makes it, it this, that's what makes this game, I think, so exciting. It's not just two really good teams. It's also the fact that it's two really good teams with almost their entire season riding on the first game of the year. But I think that my case for LSU is you bring up that, that Florida State doesn't have as many marquee games. That's exactly why I think this game is bigger for LSU is because LSU has a more difficult schedule coming down the stretch. You fall to Florida State, your margin for error is razor thin throughout the rest of the season if you want to keep your college football playoff hopes alive. You beat Florida State, and while you don't want to have to afford a loss on the rest of the schedule, you can afford dropping a game at Bryant-Denny against Alabama. You can afford a slip-up here and there, whether it's a Texas A&M, whether it's an Ole Miss on the road. I mean, LSU's got, you know, they. I don't think that their season is as, or their schedule is as much of a gauntlet this year as it was last year, but you're playing some of your most difficult games on the road. So I think that getting that win under your belt, you feel so much better about taking on the difficulty of LSU's remaining schedule. And I think also too, Brian Kelly proved so much and achieved so much in his first season. And you and I both know that success in college football, especially in the SEC, and especially in the SEC West, it's not linear. I mean, look at what Jimbo no. Fisher's tenure at Texas A&M no. has looked like. It's, it's a roller coaster of emotions. But I know that, and you know that, the LSU fan base looks for more. That you, you, know, you win the SEC West in season one, we expect you to do it again and to get even further in year two. Even if LSU goes 10-2 and two on the season and loses the SEC West, let's say Alabama gets, gets the nod and, and heads to Atlanta for the SEC championship game, there's going to be some LSU fans that are upset about that. But I think that you can start the season on a good note, beating Florida State, to show tangible evidence of we lost to Florida State last year, but we're coming in and we're beating this team this year. That is tangible evidence for progress that's made year over year, even if it doesn't necessarily show up in an SEC championship game bid or not. So I think that a lot of LSU fans just need that win to feel a little bit more satiated going into the season and not feel like this is going to be an LSU team that's just kind of steady from 2022 to 2023. They need incremental success. That's hard, though, 
It's hard. That's why LSU fans are often angry because they're not very realistic. It's typical of SEC in general. It's true. I know you know that. Yeah. But you're not going to the SEC title game every year. No. You're not beating Alabama probably even half the time as long as Saban's there. And that really makes LSU fans mad. But But that's that's the tough thing is Georgia and Alabama have made it look easy. Georgia and Alabama have made it look easy to go to the SEC championship game every year, to be contending for a championship every single year. So I think LSU fans look at that and say, why can't that be us? It's all about coaching. I, I got yeah. an argument with a guy once. He said, I won't name this school, but he's like, that school will never be good again. And it's one of the tradition rich powers. I said, it's very simple. Any of these schools that hire the right coach, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. When Saban was hired at Alabama, they were, they were good real quick. Yeah. You know, it's, it's about the head coach. It's about the head coach. It's not, I know fans don't want to, it's not the color of the, you know, it's the head coach. It's the head coach because the head coach, you could say it's about recruiting. Well, can your head coach recruit or not? It's about the transfer (laughs) portal. Well, can your coach identify talent in the transfer portal and land that talent? That's right. It's, it's, it all lands back to the head coach and Brian Kelly, he's a hell of a coach. Yeah, he's done a really good job there in year one. Mm-hmm. I'm curious now that they have the X on their back. Yeah. It's That's... different because nobody expected it last year, at least in my opinion. I don't know what you think as an LSU fan, but it's different being the hunted instead of the hunter. Totally. And that's one thing that I've touched on is Brian Kelly exceeded expectations last year because the expectations were pretty low. You know, your first season, you're bringing in a new quarterback. You've got true freshmen on the offensive line. There are just so many questions in that team last year. It's easy, in my opinion, to get your team motivated when you've got bulletin board material and nobody expects anything from you. How can you keep your team motivated and focused when the world expects everything from you? I mean, things change fast in college football. We're only a year removed from LSU having very low expectations. Now we're talking college football playoff. How does this team and how does Brian Kelly react to the incrementally raised expectations? That's going to be very interesting. And to make it work for LSU, they're going to need that secondary to come together, which I have questions about. And I know you, I'm sure you read all the message boards too. And find all those little- (laughs) I try not to, to be honest with you. Well, that's that's probably wise. It's it's less money you're going to spend on psychiatrists. But (laughs) um, they need- something to kind of go right in the at first game and then they can get rolling. Mm-hmm. But again, you got to play at Alabama this year. A&M's always kind of a tricky game. Arkansas is decent. Ole Miss, there's no easy road. Mm-hmm. But if they don't win the Florida State game, that makes it hard. So obviously you want to win your first game anyway. So right. I'm very curious to see what LSU brings to the first game. I want to know from your perspective, kind of the temperature of the fan base in Tallahassee. You know, Mike Norvell didn't have the most thrilling uh, start in his tenure at Florida State, but last year got everyone really excited. And in Florida, we always talk about LSU having so much retention this year. Florida State brings back even more uh, productivity from this past season. So what is kind of the feeling of the fan base surrounding this Florida State team? Edgy. Uh, A lot of the fans were so used to winning forever. They didn't handle those four years of losing and getting to last year, they didn't handle it very well. Mm -hmm. Now some of those same people, any little thing, they are, they're a hair trigger away from yelling at you. So they, they want to see it on another level because they, they lost three games last year, but they were all in a row. It was a very odd season. Yeah. I'm curious what they're acting like if they lose to LSU, if they lose to Clemson, 
the chances of going undefeated are very, very well for any team, even a team like Georgia. It's hard. Yeah. It's just hard to win football games. I'm curious to see what they're like, even if they beat LSU, but it's an ugly 23-20 game and they have three turnovers. They they turn on their own sometimes. It's a very thin-skinned fan base. Something that LSU is very familiar with from this game last year. Oof. What? Yeah, last year. I, I, I read some of the message boards. I'm like you. I left those pretty quick. Yeah. Uh-huh. LSU fans, they just they can't handle losing at all. They can't. So No, it is like the world implodes. Like I remember very vividly, LSU loses to Troy. I believe it was the 2017 season. There was already a GoFundMe started to for Cocho's buyout. Oh, that's ridiculous. Well, you know, hey, it's football. Yeah. Anyway, eat some more gumbo and smile. I don't know what to tell you. That's just, that's crazy. But anyway, I think the Florida State fan base, they have expectations, but they were let down for so long. Mm -hmm. They're a little tentative. They need to see it. Like you mentioned a minute ago, tangible. Beating LSU is pretty darn tangible. So, and not like last year's game, they won, but it was kind of fluky. And that was just, both teams played terrible. Beautiful train wreck. It was a terrible football game. The, the way it ended was really odd, too. That was a short field goal, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, I think that we need to see something in, from Florida State's fan base's perspective that shows they can be consistent, mm-hmm. they execute, and all that, which especially in game one, I don't expect. I'll, I'll put the over-under on penalties at 20 between the two teams. <sighs> False starts and stupidity. No, look, look. We both know that's coming. Oh, common. God. First yeah. game of the year. Every year. That way. So, Every year. Yeah. I I can I can put an over under on that at 20, and that's that's iffy if it over, should be higher. Over. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's bad. False starts and offsides in particular drive me nuts. And I'm sure that it'll drive Brian Kelly and the Norvell nuts, but it's gonna happen. As it should drive them nuts. Get the gimmies. Don't <laughs> don't give up extra yards for doing something stupid. Don't do dumb stuff that hurts the team. But coming up next, I want to get into players to watch, matchups to watch in this LSU-Florida State game. We'll get into that with Brian coming up next. Well, thanks again for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. We are just over one week away from LSU Tigers football, kicking off the season in Orlando against the Florida State Seminoles, coming back for revenge after that ugly game in New Orleans last year. Brian, we know Jordan Travis and what he was able to do at Florida State last year, the buzz surrounding his potential Heisman campaign going into this season. Trey Benson, their leading rusher, at almost 1,000 yards last year and also returning Jared Verse. So two just absolute firecrackers offensively and an incredible defensive player. Who else do we need to watch on this Florida State team? In my opinion, they have the best one, two, three punch at wide receiver in the country. Uh, they've got Johnny Wilson, who's like 6'7", 240. He's very unique, to put it mildly. He's more of a tight end, but he, he can run. He averaged almost 21 yards a catch last year. They also have Keon Coleman, who was a stud at Michigan State that transferred in. Mm-hmm. And the kid that's – this is something I talked about on my podcast. Yeah. Going to play slot, Winston Wright. He's going to be singled. And LSU, as I mentioned earlier, they've had a lot of moving parts in their secondary. Their nickel just moved to corner. Makes me very nervous for LSU's side of this. This kid at West Virginia had 133 catches in his career before he ended up at Florida State. That is going to be a very unique group. LSU's got guys banged up in the secondary. they got safeties moving to corner and stuff. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't make me feel very warm and fuzzy. So they're going to throw the ball on them. Now can they stop it? It's just, it's straightforward. Florida State's offense is the most experienced group in the country. 
they're going to take their shots. I think they're going to, I, I did my last segment for the show that I have tomorrow is called bombs away. Yeah. And, and that's it. it Ellis, you can stop the run now. I mean, this defensive front with or without Mason Smith, they can stop the run now. But that passing game is really what concerns me about about LSU in in this secondary. And it's not maybe my number one concern, just looking at this team as a whole. But it's definitely a question just because we haven't seen it. So many pieces they picked up at the transfer portal. In my opinion, looking at these two teams, this is – and this sounds so cliche because I think we can say that about every game that's being played in the SEC in college football – but specifically for this game, this is a game that's going to be won in the trenches. It's going to be, can your guys get to my quarterback? Can my guys protect our quarterback? I, I think that's that's really what it's going to come down to with one pass-heavy offense in Florida State and with LSU wanting to evolve this passing game early. I'm not going to be surprised at anything that happens there. Again, it's game one. There's going to be some busts. Mm-hmm. And both quarterbacks have elite athleticism. So be careful for what one wishes. Uh, If you blitz Jordan Travis or Jaden Daniels, that can end very badly. Yeah. So I expect some shell coverage, especially in early parts of the game, especially from LSU if they got all the moving parts. But at some point, you're going to have to play some man and heat them up. And when you do, the team in game one, one of the other things that happens is tackling is usually pretty iffy. You can't allow Jaden Daniels to get to the perimeter. Ask Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. That's that's ten yards on a first down. It may not be a score, but they'll incrementally just go down the field, and then eventually score a touchdown. Same with Jaden Daniels, or same with Jordan Travis. You're not going to always get him, but you got to make sure the key plays. You can get a sack. You got to get him down if you're LSU, whether it's Harold Perkins or somebody else. They can't miss. So the blitz packages and all that. I'm curious, especially with LSU not having Big Mason. I'm curious if they change it up a little bit because. For the most part, I thought they were just going to rush four and let Harold be a floater. Without Mason, that changes things a bit. He's a very rare chess piece. What if they just played him? We just threw him out there. Like, what's the what's the NCAA going to do? That would be a lot of ugliness that you don't want to get into. I'm kind of ki- kind of kidding, like half kidding, but also half. I mean, at some point, somebody curious. is going to do something like that. <laughs> but I mean, I, I I don't know how that works. I don't want to be on know. the receiving end of that wrath, but it is something it that I thought hilarious. about. It, it would, would be hilarious. hilarious. It's not something that I think Brian Kelly would do. No, he's pretty conservative. Lane Kiffin oh. or a coach like that would totally me? just middle finger to the NCAA. We're going to do what we want. Kiffin would wear a screw NCAA shirt on the sideline while he did it. He doesn't care at all. Grab your popcorn, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, looking at Vegas odds. LSU a slight favorite in this game, minus two and a half. Initial thoughts and reaction outcome, your predictions for this game. I thought that the line's been two and a half, three points for a long time. And I'm not a betting guy, but I'm always curious about that. But then Mason Smith is worth three points conservatively in my book because he's an NFL player. Yeah. And I don't like all the moving parts in the secondary. I had LSU winning until about three days ago. Now I got Florida State winning. Oh, gosh. And I mean, that's that's the kind of difference that Mason Smith brings to a team. 100%. Yeah, like Sage Ryan moving from nickel was the last thing. It made me know. I'm like, okay, this is really weird. They got too many moving parts to secondary, and you're losing a first-round pick at D-tackle. Mm-hmm. Who I think, again, pound for pound is probably the most gifted D-tackle in college football. So that's a difference maker, man. There's a reason I did an entire podcast centered around that 
ridiculous decision by the NCAA. So, and that's a shame because I don't think a lot of people know just how good Mason Smith. I had him as the number one recruit in the country coming out. It wasn't for fun. I mean, I watched his film and I watched him massacre poor children in the state of Louisiana. Yeah, he just he was a very special player. And we've been ready for him to break out. Waiting this past season, was ready for it against Florida. I know that's right. He's essentially missing both Florida State games, Caroline. He yeah. played, what, a series or two against them in last year? Then during a celebration or whatever, he gets hurt. Mm-hmm. And then now, he doesn't even get to suit up. Yeah. It's a shame. I mean, we were robbed, robbed of the Mason Smith return in one of the, what I think is going to be one of the biggest games of the year. I look at Alabama, Texas, and LSU, Florida State. Those hands down to me are the two biggest non-conference matchups of yeah, the really college football good. season. They're really good. Any final thoughts on this matchup? Uh, the only other thing is, is I'm I'm going to go up to the game probably and just kind of drive around and do a little little surveying of the LSU fans and whatnot, do some interviews. If you get some interesting emails with videos in them, just just remember, make sure there's nobody around because what do we know is what they could be in there. I'm going to have my uh, my little bleep sound effect <laughs> prepped and ready when editing these videos because I know that the uh, the, yeah. uh, the Coca Cola is going to be flying. The LSU fans, when they get liquored up, are a rather entertaining crowd. So I, I'm looking forward to it because I know they're going to come in droves, go see Mickey Mouse, and watch some football. So, they're going to yeah. come in hot and ready, absolutely. Brian, <laughs> appreciate your insight. Where can the people find you recruiting stuff and your Florida State content? Well, I am now the Locked On Seminoles host, as you mentioned. Woo-hoo! So if you just type that in, you'll find me pretty easy. Um, but on Twitter, it's the still same. It's FBScout underscore Florida, all the recruiting stuff. I'll probably actually see one of the LSU kids here pretty soon. I'll talk about that pretty soon on your show, but lots of recruiting stuff, but we're into college football now. I'm talking a little bit about that. Some of the teams around Miami, Georgia, whatever it is, something that comes across. I like to retweet and comment. Check me out. Awesome. Will do. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Well, thank you for making Logan LSU your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on tomorrow's edition of the podcast, I'm going to have my final official predictions for LSU season, plus a full in-depth preview of LSU and Florida State. All of that coming up the rest of the week on Locked in LSU.